This is Dare Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and you've entered a space where I give you your reviews for all of your favorite Hallmark Channel movies, TV shows, and more. And I know I just said Hallmark, but that gives explanation to why I titled this episode A Cafe Chat. So we are going to go outside of home, outside our normal Hallmark material, and we're going to talk about an up tv movie that premiered actually the same weekend as the wedding veil unveiled while the wedding veil unveiled came on saturday this movie came on sunday at 7 p.m you guessed it i did not watch the super bowl what is a super bowl i'm sorry but i careth not um i wasn't invested in anything um so (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about today but i do want to give you some news from the home team Jessica Lowndes. It was announced that Miss Jessica Lowndes inked a multi-picture deal with GAC Family. She is going to be executive producing, writing, and starring in some movies, which we've already seen her do for the GAC Family Network. Now it's more in an official capacity. She's since done, or she's already done three movies for them. The first movie was actually the first ever movie to premiere on GAC Family called An Autumn Romance, where she played opposite Chad Michael Murray. The second movie was a Christmas movie um, where she played again opposite Chad Michael Murray called Angel Falls Christmas. And then her latest movie, which premiered the same time as Wedding Veil Unveiled on GAC Family, uh, which is called Harmony from the Heart, She starred opposite Jesse Metcalf. And I'm actually going to be talking about that movie tomorrow with a special podcaster friend. I can't wait for you guys to hear and listen to that. I had so much fun recording with her. We had a blast, let me tell you. Um, But in other news, you guys, Danica McKellar and Neil Bledsoe, it has been announced they are going to be at Rama Drama. And I am incredibly excited. Neil was such a pleasure to meet at Christmas Con and even to talk with him for the season one Dear Hallmark finale. It was such a treat and just watching him in his other interviews, how he engages with people. He's so present and witty and charming and funny and smart and all of those things. So it's going to be such a treat to meet him again in sunny West Palm Beach. And of course, Danica. I mean, what what can you not say about her? I mean, she's talented, intelligent, driven, motivated like she's just she's just a dream so be sure if you haven't already to get your tickets to rama drama uh so you can see these talented human beings you're literally going to see the winter palace live and in action i'm i would not be surprised if neil pulls the same thing he did at christmas con where he was there the entire time in character i would not be surprised one iota of an atom of a molecule would not be surprised. <laughs> so, you guys, let's get into the story of love. This movie stars Brittany Bristow and Franco Lopresti. Now, okay, can we just some preliminary thoughts, right? I'm I'm very familiar with Brittany Bristow. Um, I've seen her a lot with Rama Drama. I've watched her lives. 
Um, she's an incredibly sweet person. And she was recently on the Suspenders and Button pod, um, YouTube channel, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. You can watch their interview with her. She has other movies coming out this year as well. This is the first one that's kind of kicking off 2022 for her. But uh, she's just incredibly sweet. Um, and then this dude. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, I... Uh, um... I, yeah, this, this dude, um, uh, I, just to echo the sentiments that I said in my video on Instagram, I, what Greco-Roman statue was he carved out of? Like, from whence, where do you import something like that? I, do, I, I don't understand. Um, so Mr. Franco Lopresti plays Woody, the owner of the hotel, that Brittany's character, Ruby, comes to for a writing retreat. And her mom submits a manuscript on Ruby's behalf behind her back, though, to win a chance to be in this in this writer's retreat. She ends up winning, you know, she ends up getting a spot. And then at the writer's retreat, the the writers are um, the goal is to have a book proposal that they would then uh, present in front of an actual agent and they will actually win a book deal. So. Guys, I'm going to just come out and say it. I love this movie. I'm giving this movie four hearts, and I like this movie better than The Wedding Veil. And here's why. This movie was natural. It was genuine. It was authentic. It was sweet. The performance that Britney gave, you really felt her insecurity and nervousness just emanating off the screen. Ruby's character, I should mention, is an accountant by trade. Um, so writing is something that she does in her spare time as a hobby, but she, her passion is to become a romance novelist. Um, I just wish we would have seen her more at her accountant job so we could see that kind of, uh, what's the word, discontentment, if you will, um, because we we're only told about it through dialogue. We're not really shown it. Um and then on Woody's side, he this is his first event that he's hosting um, as he just took ownership of the hotel. And so the the dude who plays the writer that's sponsoring this writer's retreat, um, the uh, author's name is Marcus Hollow. Yo, Franco's facial expressions upon meeting Marcus Hollow for the first time were hilarious. That's how I knew, oh, this, this dude is cut different. Like... It Franco gave an incredible performance. The chemistry was palpable. Um, I I can't say enough good things about this movie. I will say this movie at first when I heard the premise, it reminded me of the Mistletoe Inn, in the sense that there is a woman who's discontent who um doesn't like her current job and she really wants to be a writer and she goes on a retreat and she meets her favorite author. That that has the same storyline. However, in Mistletoe Inn. She finds out that the dude that she likes is actually her favorite author, whereas in the story of love, it's more so of her coming into her own um, and uh, being okay with being an author. Can I tell you, I related to this so much. There was a scene where what, like Woody and Ruby were getting closer, you know, 
And she was saying how hungry she was, but the kitchen is closed. And he's like, you know, I can open up the kitchen for you, you know. And so they start making mac and cheese and then they're talking. And she's like, well, what do I know? I'm just an accountant. And he says, no, you're a writer. And that reminded me of two instances where I was um, in the like first few months at a new job and I and I'm I'm in one I was in one of the skyscrapers in Center City Philadelphia and at the on the ground floor of this skyscraper is a really beautiful restaurant and so to treat myself for getting this new job I decided to have lunch there by myself and I brought a notebook with me of prompts um you know just to keep my mind going and I, and I didn't want to be on my phone and so the guy, I forget if he was my server or if, he, or if he was the host, I don't remember, but he looked like he was very intrigued with what I was doing. And he said, he asked me, are you a writer? And I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to be like, I, that's a goal of mine. He was like, well, are you, you, you're either, you're not trying to be, you are like, he was affirming me right there. I was like, <laughs> please blue skidoo out of my soul please like can you go somewhere (laughs) I had a moment I ain't gonna lie but um I I was like no yeah yes I I am a writer I am a writer and I had to and even in publishing when I published my first self-published my first book in 2019 I I had to get used to even saying that I have a book to saying that I'm an author even with publishing Chasing Wind, that's something that I'm still trying to get over is like getting used to saying that I'm an author and I have books out. That's that's still because that, I think for so long that was such an a theory. It was such an ethereal dream that was just floating in the ether and I would just watch it and wave to it and smile. And now that it's actual reality, it's just like, whoa, you know, Um. I related to that scene so much and they were just incredibly cute together. I loved the the dynamic between Ruby and her mother because her mother went with her on the retreat, but she just went just for vacation. So she did not participate in any of the retreat activities. But while mama was there, mama got her own boo thing with the the guy who passed down the hotel to Woody, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he acted as the maintenance man for the weekend. He wanted to be incognito. And so he just decided to, you know, clean up some stuff along the grounds. And while mom was sitting there in a a lounge chair, she noticed the homie and the homie noticed her. And then they started noticing each other and they began to take one another out on dates and such. Now, this movie was not in any event, even though it was a part of flirty February, it was it didn't have any Valentine's Day feels much like Harmony from the Heart, which is what you're going to hear about tomorrow, Um, which and it's, it's funny because I was so invested and so captivated by what I was seeing that it didn't dawn on me that this was a flirty February movie until it was over. I can because so I was watching it live, but then I got a call and I didn't realize I was going to be that call for so long so I ended up watching like good thing I recorded it so and I got off the phone long enough because it was like an hour-long call so I got off the phone at enough time that the DVR or the recording was finally available because how friendly is set up you have to wait a half hour after the ending of a movie in order for the recording to be available for you to rewatch if you missed it so I it was a half hour after and so I went back to the spot where I stopped at and when I tell you like going through 
I sped through those commercials so quick. I could feel my adrenaline just like, come on, come on. I got to see what happens next. I got to see what happens next. I got to see what happens next. I really enjoyed this movie, you guys. If If I was to like legit nitpick about what else I would want, I would just want the banter between Ruby and Woody amplified because I you win me anytime with sarcastic, witty, petty, something or other. Like when that's an ingredient in any bit of dialogue or any bit of character engagement, you got me hook, line and sinker a la gingerbread miracle a la eight, uh, eight gifts of Hanukkah. So, and that's just me, you know, again, nitpicking, but I really cannot say enough good things about this movie. Brittany Bristow did an amazing job. Franco Lopresti did an amazing job. I hope this is, this better be just the beginning for him. I, I want to see more from him in the made for TV romance movie space. I got to see more from the homie. I hope Hallmark sees this and picks him up for a Christmas movie. Hello. I hope he gets picked up for a Christmas movie. Is this thing on? I'm just saying. Whether it's Up TV or GAC or Hallmark, one of them one of them needs to pick up the homie because he's out here putting in work. I can tell. And it needs to be valued and honored and, and showcased. Um, and even Brittany said that in her talk with the Suspender Unbuttoned Ladies, just how he memorized the whole... He had the whole script memorized on the first day of shooting. Hello? The bro ain't playing. So I, yeah, you guys do yourself a favor and watch the story of love. I don't know when it's re-airing. I'll probably post that on Instagram. Like if I find that it's re-airing, um, I'll let you guys know or, and, and I'll let you guys know in the podcast on the podcast as well. If I find out that it's re-airing, um, at any given point in time. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts, you guys, about the story of love. Um, oh, we guess what we're going to end today i normally begin the podcast with this but today we're going to end the podcast with this we have a voice message um from longtime caller longtime listener <laughs> steve um he has some thoughts on cut color murder so you guys let's hear what steve has to say Dar, it's Steve again. I'm glad you uh, mentioned Cut, Color, Murder. I don't do Instagram, so I, I didn't know what your thoughts were. Um, I loved it. I probably watched it half a dozen times. Um, you're right. There are some plot holes, some things you got to just go with the flow. Her access to crime scenes and witnesses. If I like the movie, if I like the leads, I overlook it. I'm hypocritical because if I don't like the leads, if I don't like the script and there's plot holes, I'll criticize it the hell back. Um, but I really like this one. Um, the last scene certainly does indicate there could be another one, but knowing Hallmark, they haven't greenlit it yet. Probably wanting to see how the first one received in the ratings, but uh, it is certainly something I want to see again going forward. Thanks. Thank you, Steve, so much for your continued support and always leaving voice messages. I appreciate it. Um, and for Cut, Color, Murder, that's that's cool that you enjoyed it. Um, for any of you 
guys listening, what did you think of Cut Color Murder? Um, I definitely would want to watch a series of this. And I understand, like, if it's too many plot, like, plot holes, if there's too many inconsistencies, that, that is, that makes it liable to, for you to be very critical, um, of a movie. So, thank you, Steve, for letting us know your thoughts on Cut Color Murder. Do I have any other sleuthers out there in the ether? If, like Steve, you have some thoughts, whether it be on Cut, Color, Murder, The Wedding Veil, Up TV, GAC, You Know Me, <laughs> be sure, you can, just like Steve, you can leave a voice message as well. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you are able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts. And I will play it here on the podcast, just like I did with uh, Steve there. So be sure to check that out. And if you haven't already... Follow Dear Hallmark on Instagram, follow Dear Hallmark, subscribe to Dear Hallmark on YouTube, because as with any of these reviews for season two, there is a video accompaniment, um, I would say, except for tomorrow's GSA, let me be clear. Um, but for this review, as well as for Wedding Veil Unveiled, there is a video accompaniment where you can see my facial expressions and things like that, um, if you are a more visual person. Um, and if you haven't already, if this is your first time listening, first of all, welcome. But if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to subscribe. Why be a guest? Become a family member. Take your shoes off. Hang your coat up. There's a plate on the table for you. Um, and be sure to rate and review the podcast. Not only does it help me out, but it does something to the algorithm where it is able to tell other people that there's other Hallmark content for them to consume year round, not just at Christmas. No, 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 no. We are going to be reviewing every new movie that Hallmark is coming out with throughout the year. And there will be some GAC as well as up TV movies thrown betwixt in between. Um, so be sure to check that out. And you guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys in the next episode where I review, along with my special podcaster guest, GAC's Harmony from the Heart. <laughs>